Well, hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and you know how much I love having you here as my passion and my goal is to help dads become heroes. Well, speaking of heroes, today I have with me a guest who is a kindred spirit of mine, a woman who has actually been one of my heroes due to her work for many, many years of championing fathers long before even God led me as a woman to come alongside fathers. So I'm so excited today to be talking with Dr. Meg Meeker, a woman I am telling you, I admire this woman and I respect her more than I can actually put into words. And Dr. Meg and I first connected last year when I had the privilege of being interviewed by her. And we immediately bonded over our common calling as women in this area of fathering. But before we begin our conversation, I want to tell you a little bit more about her. She's a pediatrician, a mother, a best-selling author of six books, and one of my favorites to date is called Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, 10 Secrets Every Father Should Know. If you have never read this book and you are a dad to a daughter, this is absolutely a must-read. And Dr. Meg Meeker is also one of our country's leading authorities on parenting, on teens, and on children's health. She's been on national programs, including Today and Fox and Friends, Dateline, NPR. I could go on and on. She writes, she influences people in our country in the area of fathering. And today just happens to be the launch day of her newest book titled Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need. And I just finished reading the book this week, and it's incredible. And incredible is in capital letters, people. And I had so many truths that I underlined and starred that honestly, there was more of that than there was non-marked up part of the, the book because every dad needs this book. And with it being just now a month before Father's Day, okay, women that are listening, this would be the perfect gift to get the men in your life because you're gonna even love all the stories that she tells about NFL players that she has had the opportunity to interact with. So without further ado, Dr. Meg, welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Oh, Michelle, it's so great to be with you because you're right. We are kindred spirits, and there's so few women, actually, I don't know any other women besides you and I who are really out there sort of championing fathers, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and what a calling and what a, a privilege it is to encourage men out there. Amen, sister. Well, each week I use this template called On Your Mark, Get Set, Go, and I picture dads standing side by side ready to run their fathering race this week, and you and I are standing basically as coaches, cheering them on, aren't we? Yes. We're saying, come on, dads. Very much so, and not only just coaching and telling them what to do, but I, and I I know you as well, try to show fathers who they are Mm -hmm. um, in a way that they've never seen before, because the world tells them, you're this, and you're this, and you're this, you're the butt of jokes, you need to be corrected by a snarky Mm 11-year-old, you really don't know anything, and so the media and our culture portrays them as so, in such a demeaning way, there's a lot of dad shame out there. And so as we stand by them saying, okay, get going, okay, get going. We also want to say, yes, you can, yes, you can. You've got it, you've got it. Just start to walk, even if you don't feel like running. Oh, I love that. And you and I are standing here going, we believe in you. Yes. We, we know who you are and whose you are, which yes. is, right, a, a son of the Most High God. So On Your Mark Every Week is the title. So the title today is, You're Not Just Her Father, You're Her Hero. And I got yes. that from Dr. Meg. The Get Set is giving you 
Today, those of you listening, more information about her heart. She's going to tell you stories, statistics. This woman is a medical clinician. She knows her stuff, and she's bringing it to the conversation today. So breaking that down for the Get Set from her book, Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need, I just want to begin, Dr. Meg, by saying, one, I love that you use the word hero in the title of your book, but let's set the foundation for our discussion by having you define a hero dad. Yes. A hero dad is a dad who, in his child's eyes, is larger than life, not in his ability to do a lot of stuff or to make a lot of money or to excel at stuff, but a child sees a dad as a hero who is a man who does a good job trying to love them well and protect them well, live a life of integrity in front of them, um, and be a, a very real, engaged person. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a very different uh, definition of hero than men would think. Men think hero, and they think um, of the guy who, you know, sort of lands the plane with one wing broken or <laughs> rescues somebody mm-hmm. from from the cold icy water or you know or or who's perhaps a basketball star an NFL NFL star but the truth of the matter is dads need to understand that from a child's perspective from their child's perspective they already are a hero because in the child's eyes whether they realize it or not, mm-hmm. the child and the dad, you know, dad has an authority that um, is unmatched in anybody else, even more authority than a mother. And mm-hmm. I know that's hard for um, moms to hear. It's not that their their feelings towards their dad are deeper or better or whatever. They're mm-hmm. just very different. Mm-hmm. They're very different. A dad carries an authority as 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 the man who is smarter and bigger. And that can be, you know, if a dad... So so a dad is assigned the role of a hero from the time his child is very young. Right. And all a dad really needs to do is either stay there or and just keep from getting knocked off the pedestal. That's all he really needs to do. Yeah, and you and I are saying, dads, you are a hero when you show up. You're yes. there. Not the big things. Like, I love that illustration, landing the plane with one wing. It's Sometimes it might be that, but really you are a hero to your kids when you're there. You're present. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. In your book, I want to quote another, I I loved this quote. You said, every child wants his or her dad to be a hero and that every dad has it within him to be a hero to his children. And you've already talked about this a little bit, but I think about your years of medical practice and counseling. Have you found fathers to be receptive to that role of hero? And part two of my question, what would you say, Dr. Meg, is one of the biggest roadblocks they face in becoming a hero for their child? Oh, uh, when you tell a father that they're a hero, they kind of look like look at you like a deer in headlights. They're stunned. They're mm-hmm. startled. They said, no, 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 you don't understand. You, you don't understand my child. You don't understand my 15-year-old. He can't stand to be in my presence. They said, no, 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 I want you to start to see yourself, you know, from your child's perspective. Your child may may act like he doesn't like you and act like, you know, and talk down to you, but deep in his heart, he desperately wants you to be that hero. And so, first of all, it's hard to get dads to understand that they are and that their children want it. And then when you encourage them to step into that role, one of the things that I I encourage them to do is just sort of, you know, dads, I believe, are wired with everything they need to be a Mm -hmm. hero dad. Mm -hmm. They just need to really let it out. 
One of the biggest hurdles they have in being that hero dad is they're really not allowed to do that in our culture and many times in their homes. And I say I speak as this is sort of a mea culpa. You know, my husband mm-hmm. and I raised three three daughters and, and then her son, who's the youngest. And I remember so many times he would try to do something with the girls or have a conversation with the girls. And I would be in the other room going, no, 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 that's not how you talk to girls. And I would swoop in. Yeah. And I would, with my body language and my verbiage, sort of shut him down, not even realizing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of suppression of the hero dad right in their homes. And dads, particularly good men, what they end up doing is just sort of what I call orbiting the home, where they, they just sort of say, okay, okay, I'll just be here. And mm-hmm. if you want something, let me know. But when I try to do that, please don't complain too much. Right. And that's what a lot of good dads do. So when you even look back on the younger mom that you were years ago, when you would yes. go, oh, don't say that, you know, honey, yes. it, what would you tell moms listening today that have that same dynamic where they're, you know, yes. they're listening from the other room going, don't say that? Yeah. Well, I would say just, just, just you know, exercise some self-control. Don't. Don't believe, and this is what mothers are trained, we are trained to believe that we are our child's end all. We can be our child's everything. We don't even need a dad. We just need a sperm donor. Mm. You know, we just, so, so that because as far as conversations and attachment and right. understanding and listening and protecting, we've got it all covered. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. You know, even the show, when, when, when young women are, have their babies, People come into their hospital, doctors and nurses, and say, well, you know, you're going to exclusively breastfeed your baby, right? Whether the lady wants to or not, it doesn't matter. And then, of course, they say, well, don't don't pump because you don't want to give the baby a bottle because that'll confuse the baby, i.e., keep dad out of the equation. Uh And so, and many, and I say, no, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to pump, and I want dad to give the baby a bottle of your breast milk um, or even formula, whatever, so he can uh-huh. bond with baby, too, because we've got to pull dads in right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But if you look at even the subtle messages out there, dads are pushed away mm-hmm. from the children at every turn. Yeah. Well, okay, another thing I want to, I mean, I could, I, I have so many questions going through my mind that I'm like, okay, okay, let me limit this. But you write also about daughters and sons needing different things from their fathers. Can you yes. explain more about those differences? Yes. Well, you know, daughters, we do know, need uh, male attention. They need healthy male affection. Mm -hmm. They need affirmation from their fathers. We know one of the best ways to uh, improve a girl's self-esteem is for her father to give her physical affection. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and so daughters need uh, the protection. They need to be protected from themselves. Boys, on the other hand, need a role model. They need to see what a good man looks like in order to become a good man mm-hmm. because they are um, they're very visual people. They need to literally see and hear a man um, behave, watch him behave, and hear him speak. And how does he speak to women? And how does he speak to children? And mm-hmm. how does, does he speak to coworkers so that they imitate that? Girls imitate, but much but not as much as boys do because boys actually need that um, that male role model. Mm-hmm. It's very important to uh, teenage boys, and we know this because we see this worked out in gangs across the country, teenage boys need this stamp of approval from a man mm-hmm. that they look up to and admire. And right. if they 
don't get that, they will seek it somewhere, and usually the places they find it are not in very healthy places. Right, yeah, so true. Well, speaking of daughters, which happens to be an area that I've really honed more than the father-son relationship, but obviously those listening have told me that much of what they learn here applies to their relationships with their sons as well. But one of the things you also wrote was that dads can find daughters a special challenge because the daughters don't feel that dad understands them. But then you say something that, that I wrote this down because I really believe that this will be very freeing for dads of daughters to hear. Here's what you wrote. I'll quote you back to yourself. You said, but you don't have to understand your daughter to be a good father to her. Right. Tell us more about that. Right. Well, think about it. It's kind of like being an obstetrician. You can be a great obstetrician and never have had labor Uh and delivered a baby because you're there, you're engaged, you're helping, and you go, I have a role to play in mine, supportive, and and Mm -hmm. to do what I do really well but I don't need to understand the situation. Same thing is true with a dad. And the, 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 the truth is, sometimes it works to a daughter's benefit that dad doesn't think like she does and doesn't feel the way she does. And mm. Because mothers tend to, you know, we get very tangled up with our daughters emotionally. We ask a daughter a question, and as the daughter begins to answer our question, we formulate our response to her answer that we haven't even heard yet. <laughs> So true. Right? Yeah. And women do this with one another. Right. But men don't do that. Fathers don't jump in. Right. They are much more pragmatic. They listen, and then they go, oh, okay, well, let me think about that. Right. And they see it from a very different angle, and that's so healthy when you have a teenage girl Mm. because they don't get drawn in to the same degree that mothers do. Mm -hmm. And and it, it isn't that they love less or they love more. It's they're wired differently. Mm-hmm. And so very often with a teenage girl, A, it's hard for me to convince fathers that their daughters that they need to chase after their daughters because their daughters are desperate for their attention and their affection in mm-hmm. a healthy way. Yeah. That's why girls seek it out from boys. You're you right. Know, and, and older men, they end up in back seats of cars. Exactly. And dads just think, they're oh, they're being rebellious. No, they're really needing some attention. Mm-hmm. But once a daughter who's 13... Um, you know, goes stiff on her father when he comes to hug her for the first time. Dad goes, oh, okay, I quite, okay, I get it. You don't want me anymore. I'll come back when you want me again. So they get their feelings hurt, and they mm-hmm. back away from their teen daughters, and they should be actually moving in. Exactly. Because I think they feel a bit intimidated. And so my, my message to fathers is, if you have a teenage girl, you know, the uglier she acts, the more she hurts. And chances are excellent it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. So don't take her personally. Gently move into her territory. You know, sit on the end of her bed at at night, at the end of the day, and just say, hey, how was your day? You don't need to touch her. Just sit Mm -hmm. there and listen. And night after night, and she will begin to open up to you. And then you take advantage of the fact that you can be a great listener. Because, Dad, you don't need to use as many words Mm -hmm. in the day as Mom does. And so that's how fathers bring something very different and very powerful to their daughters um, that mothers don't. Exactly. And I'm so grateful that you honed in on teenage daughters because, you know, the ABBA Project, the group that I lead for dads of daughters 13 to 30, is I I know that many men hit that adolescent stage of their daughters. And like you said, they back up and they're 
their daughters are not knowing how to say, but I still need you. Right, right. And what I tell dads is, you know, if she's starting to act snarky or spit fire or whatever, mm-hmm. that's a cry for help. That's a cry for, Dad, please, please, yes. please, will yes. you, will you? And we all know that because as children, even as adults now, we can think back to when we were sons mm-hmm. and when we were daughters and, mm-hmm. and, and think, what did you desperately want from your dad? What you desperately wanted from your dad was not more stuff, but for your dad to come over to you mm-hmm. and if he'd really messed up, go, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. And to be really remorseful or mm-hmm. if he hadn't, you know, made a big mistake, to just hug you and say, you know what, I am, you are my son or my daughter and I couldn't love you more. Mm. If you did nothing but sit in a closet the rest <laughs> of your life, I would adore you no less. How freeing would that yes. have been for you or me yeah. as young girls? Same would be true for a young boy. And you and I know, both know adult men who are running around still trying to make their fathers proud yes, of them, exactly. even if dad has died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such an innate yes. primal need to have mm-hmm. approval and affirmation and affection from dad. Yes. And mom can dole it out from a child's perspective. You know, a child feels mom has to love him because that's where right. life starts. You right. know, that's, right. why, that's why kids can be so darn mean to their moms because they believe mom can't go anywhere. You know, mom is mom. Mom is the secure anchor in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, dad, however, they believe, even if it's a great dad, they believe that dad's love is somehow negotiable. Mm. You know, he can choose to love you or choose not to. And we do that as adults with God our Father. Right. You know, even though I know my Father God adores and loves me, there's still times I want are, are you happy with me, God? Are you mm-hmm. happy with me? So we still have that childlike need to say, Daddy, um, are, are you sure it's okay? That's that's just who we are, and, and children are that way with their earthly mm-hmm. fathers, too. Yeah, well said. Well, another profound thing you talk about, Dr. Meg, is that there is the two destructive common pitfalls that you encourage dads to avoid, which are anger and alcohol. And what's interesting mm. is I've even done a, a couple of the Dad Whisper shows on a dad's anger and the impact that does, especially to a daughter. I know it's both, but to close up the spirit of a child. And yeah. I just, I, I so appreciated and valued that you even talked about your dad having mm-hmm. a temper. And yes. would you be comfortable talking at all about how your dad's anger impacted you growing oh, up? Oh, sure. Sure. I think that I, I think that a lot of men struggle with anger, and some have difficulty um, controlling it and, and, and suppressing it or not mm-hmm. letting it out. You know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of men who have a lot of anger, but they can control it and take it out in, in healthier ways. But I think when you have a father, and my father was, you know, back in the 60s and the 70s, mm-hmm. um, I really do think that my dad struggled with depression. But in those days, and my dad was a physician. And in those days, um, and I remember he sought help, but the only thing people could give them, psychiatrists or whatever, was, was sedation, Valium. That's mm, all they had. They, nobody could really treat it. Nobody could take care of it. I think that's why a lot of people drank so heavily. And no one talked about it. I mean, nobody talked about yeah. it. Yeah, nobody talked about it because you just like, well, I don't know what's wrong. The demons come out at mm-hmm. night, and, and I don't understand. But from a child's perspective, as a young girl, and who I looked up to my dad so much. There are 
four of us kids, two girls and two boys. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked up to my dad so much because my dad was, um, you know, my, my dad uh, would take me to work with him on Saturdays. He was a very smart man. Mm-hmm. He, and he was, not, he was a quiet introvert, um, but he worked in Boston, and he would just, we would on Saturday mornings go, and we would have, you know, pastries at this little thing. But when he would lose his temper, it terrified me. Uh-huh. It terrified me because dads have to remember, they can, they can feel loud to themselves, but if you quadruple that volume, that's what a child is hearing. Mm-hmm. And a child is hearing a low voice yelling, and it's terrifying. They, they sometimes believe the world is going to come to an end, or they may die. I mean, they, right. they really hear a dad scream, and they may feel someone's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's that terrifying for them. Now, a dad doesn't feel like that. He's like, I'm just yelling. What am I doing? I'm just yelling. So, well, you can't, because it's terrifying to your children. The other thing, too, is because of who children are, you and I know children are very profoundly egocentric. Yes. So at 5 or 15... Or 15. (laughs) Keyword. Yeah. You know, they're going to believe that it's their fault, that they did something wrong to make Dad yell, Mm -hmm. even if Dad isn't even including them in the argument Mm -hmm. or the fight. But... If dad even turns to them and calls them a name or calls them stupid or I can't believe you're Mm -hmm. so stupid that you did that, that leaves a scar in that child's heart and Mm -hmm. soul, and that child believes that's who they are. Exactly. And you can't erase that from a child Mm -hmm. for years because, because, again, it comes back to that authority. If dad says so... Um, whether he means it or whether he doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's right. true to it's me. It's true, yeah. It's and, true to me, and yeah. that's who I am, and that's who I will live my life as. And I loved your practical suggestion in the book, where you, and this is the book, if you're just joining us now, it's called Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need, and I'm talking with Dr. Meg Meeker. This book comes out today, so you can get it today. And you talk about having dads ask themselves is this how I would talk to the neighbor kid? Pretend that your child is the neighbor's kid and then evaluate it that way. That is, that is golden. Well, you know, isn't it true, though? Because I know men have pride. My father had pride. You know, we always, you, you, you try to keep things private in the home. Mm-hmm. Of course, at least you did, in the, you know, back then in the 60s and 70s. And if dad lost his temper, which he yeah. didn't all the time, but he mm-hmm. did, he, and he knew yeah. he had a rage problem, he knew he had a temper problem, um, and he tried to get help, but, but anyway, yeah. um, and so, but my dad had the self-control to yell in the home, walk outside to the mm-hmm. neighbors and have a polite conversation with wow. them and their child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that lets you know that... Yeah. You can do this because yeah. and you would never walk, and if you go to work and you yell at colleagues or employees that mm-hmm. way, chances are your company's not going to be successful or your yeah. employees aren't going to stick around or you're not going to stick around exactly. if you are an employee. So you can't get away from it there, and we shouldn't, we should, we should exercise more self-control in the home more than anywhere else exactly. because that's where the relationships really matter. That's where you're changing a child's mm-hmm. identity and their sense of value and who they exactly. grow up to be. Yep, well said. Well, I have one final question for you, which is I love to end every show with a go step on your mark is set go. Could you give dads one practical way this week that they could put their heart of love into action for their kids? Yes. Um, I would, I would 
give them the number 15, and I would say try every day to spend 15 more minutes Mm. with your kids face-to-face, not on a screen. Just Excellent. Them not on a screen, you not on a screen. Just be in the house, be in the room, uh-huh. and just start with it. You don't have to talk. You don't have to come up with something wise to say right. or fun to do. Just be there, and you will find that as you get more comfortable with that more 15 minutes, that that will Excellent. evolve, and you'll begin to have conversation. But when I mean face-to-face, I mean look at that child. Mm-hmm. Watch what they're doing. If they're sitting there doing their homework... Stand in the kitchen or the study and just watch them do their oh. homework. Let them know I'm here. Oh, I, I love you. that. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, Dr. Meg Meeker, thank you so much for being here today. On your mark, the title has been, you're not just her father. You're not just his father, right? It's either one. Son or daughter, you're their hero. And today you've heard from Dr. Meg Meeker, author of Hero, Being the Strong Daughter Your Children Need. And her go step is take 15 minutes, get FaceTime with your kid. And we're not talking about it on the phone. Set the screens down and be there. And you know that you can always write me at drmichelleatthedadwhisper.com. You can go to my website, drmichellewatson.com, where I have free resources for you. And you can always re-listen to any of these shows on iTunes at The Dad Whisperer. So thank you so much for being here today. It's been a joy to have you. Dads, get out there intentionally and consistently. Invest in pursuing your children's hearts today. Go, dads.